When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo, the Odie Payne Podcast. It's Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. How about that? And it's on a Friday, so you got two reasons uh, to celebrate the little big happy hour on a Friday. It's the Joe Beningo, Oh, the Pain Podcast. And again, it is uh, Cinco de Mayo, uh, May the 5th, 2023. And of course, the Joe Beningo, Oh, the Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. A needed discount tire, and of course, our good friends at DraftKings. So this morning, you know, every time before I do the show, and we'll get to the disaster that's, that is the Mets, and we'll get to the Knicks getting ready. I, I think they eventually will play game three of this series. I think it's tomorrow afternoon, finally, against Miami. We'll get to that a little bit, a little more with the Jets and all of that. But I started out, so sometimes the computer doesn't work right, right? <laughs> so every day or every time before I do the podcast, I always sing a little song. Okay, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. And sometimes after I sing it, the computer will not pick it up. And it's almost like my wife. Okay, you know, when it's a song, my wife just absolutely can't stand. Right. It seems like, you know, maybe there's some calm at work from her that prevents the song from being recorded. And I think today that's exactly what happened. I did now for most people that listen, they have no clue about this song. You know, it's from back in the 60s. It's from this guy, Oliver, probably about 1968. And it's called Good Morning Starshine. And I'm not going (laughs) to sing it now. Okay, I'm not going to sing it now because I'm benevolent to the, you know, the couple people that are actually listening to this disaster. All right. So I will not sing it, but I actually did a good job on it. And, uh, you know, my wife is sometimes amazed that I know the words to these songs. But I spent a lot of time when I was a kid. This is all I did. So I used to spend hours. People don't know this about me, all right? Maybe I guess I'll I'll divulge it. I would spend hours when I was in high school, even before that, you know, um, I would spend hours down in my grandmother's basement because we lived with my grandmother after my father passed away in 1967. We lived with my grandmother for a few years in, in beautiful Paramus, New Jersey, one of my favorite towns, of course, if not the. And uh, I probably put Naples, Florida ahead of it, but nevertheless. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so what I would do is I would go downstairs and I would set up like fake microphones. And this is really true. And I think my cousin and I had a, gu- a guitars, whatever we had. And we, I would be all day just singing and acting like whatever group that it was, the Beatles, the Stones, the Beach Boys, the Rascals, the Doors. I mean, we could go on. I mean, you know, this, this is what I did. And, you know, I was into all the different music of the day, you know, I'm a big music guy, but I lost it after the 80s. I mean, after the 80s, I kind of started going away with, uh, started losing it a little bit, maybe in the 90s a little. Don't ask me about, you know, I know nothing about, you know, um, pop music today. I mean, you know, I wouldn't know uh, Taylor Swift from uh, Dua Lipa, okay, that I even know these people's names or something. But, you know, whatever. I, I have no, you know, I have no idea about today's pop music okay so i'll be but if it's the 50s 
if it's the 60s, if it's the 70s, if it's into the 80s, I got a pretty good grasp of all of that. So, but this is what I did when I was, you know, growing up. So I, I always did. I always, if I could be one thing, and I know I guess I did okay as a, as a talk show host, whatever, sports and all of that. But if I could do one thing, it would be singing, okay? I would love to be a singer. Now, there was many great Italians, that great Italian singers, obviously, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Tony Bennett, Frankie Valli. You know, we could go on and on. Bobby Darin. I mean, there's so many of these, you know, the great, you know, Connie Francis, you know, all these all these great uh, Italian singers from over the years. And I'm sure I missed a couple, like Al Martino, you know, these kind of guys. You know, so I don't want to... I don't want to shortchange all the people out there, okay? But I am not one of the great Italian singers, okay? I did not make the cut, but I anyway, I attempt to sing. So I, I did, a, I thought, an outstanding rendition of the first verse of Good Morning Starshine this morning. But unfortunately, it did not work out, as uh, the, the machine said, Joe, no. And I really think that my my wife really just sent all those vibes out, those karma, you know, those female karma vibes that only women have, and that prevented it from her having to hear it again. So there you go. So I, I just wasted five minutes on that, but does anybody really care? All right, let's get into the – I'm going to have a little water. I hope you're okay with that. So let's get into the into the disaster that is the New York Mets as they just got destroyed in three games by the brutal, the lowly Detroit Tigers. And, boy, Detroit was struggling. It sure didn't hell look like they were struggling against the Mets. Uh, you got to be worried. Let's start with the rotation. And, you know, Justin Verlander made his debut yesterday. He pitched five decent innings but wound up losing because the Mets couldn't hit. He lost 2 nothing. He gave up back-to-back home runs in the first inning. And after that, really settled down and pitched, you know, a decent five innings. And I didn't expect him to go much more than that. You know, it was his first start of the year, you know, coming back from the injury and all that. But he looked good. But I'll tell you, when you look at, and Verlander aside right now, when you look at the state of the Met rotation, first of all, let's start with this. Scherzer's shot. Let, 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 let's let's tell it like it is. And we saw this last year. Remember, remember he, he was good last year, and then he got hurt, and he came back toward the end of the year, and he was terrible. The two biggest series of the year, the Atlanta series late when they were playing for the division title, and then the playoff series against San Diego at City Field, sure is a stunk. I mean, he stunk. And so far this year, he hasn't been any better. I mean, he was terrible the other day in Detroit in the second game of that doubleheader. They lit him up. What, they hit three home runs off him, two or three, whatever it was, and even the outs were hard. I mean, they were hitting hard. Every ball was hit hard on Scherzer the other day in Detroit, and he didn't even get out of the fourth inning. I'm telling you, he looks like he's done. He is not the same pitcher, and the Mets are stuck with this guy. I'm not sure what he got, another year on his deal? You know, Steve Cohen forked up all this money for Scherzer, and he looks like he is finished, okay? So we'll start with him. The rest of the rotation stinks. I mean, let's be honest. Or they're hurt. Carrasco's not any good anyway, and he's on the the IL. Then you're looking at Jose Quintana, right? They paid all this money for this guy. He hasn't pitched yet. Where's he? We haven't seen him at all, right? David Peterson wasn't any good. They sent him back down to the minor leagues. Tyler McGill's been okay. Remember the last game he pitched, he actually pitched well. I guess it was against Atlanta. He actually pitched pretty well in that game. 
and then wound up giving, you know, he got into the sea. He's pitching a shutout for five innings. He goes into the sixth inning, and he gives up three runs. So he's been eh. Sanger's been eh. Kodai Sanger, he's pitching tonight against Colorado. You know, as the Mets are back home to play the crummy Rockies, we'll see what they can do with them. And he's been, he hasn't been any good either. Let's be real. I'm good. I mean, he's been okay. I, don't, I shouldn't say he hasn't been any good. He's been all right. But, I mean, he, he basically gives you maybe five, five and a third innings, and he's finished. So the state of the Met rotation now is nothing short of a freaking disaster. I mean, all you need to know is this. The best pitch game that we have seen so far by a Met starter was by Joey Lucchese in San Francisco last week when he went seven shutout innings. And he pitched game one of the Tiger series, and he did not look like the same guy that was pitching in San Francisco as the Mets wound up losing that game, first game of that doubleheader and, you know, blew it, Adam Adovino giving it up when the Mets had a 5-4 lead in that game. So right now, the Mets have backed to 500. They're 16 and 16. They've lost, what is it, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 11, whatever. And they are not playing good baseball. And, you know, they're sinking farther and farther behind the Braves. What are they, five and a half? Something like that. I forget what they are. Five and a half, six and a half. I mean, this team's in trouble. I mean, let's tell it like it is. The Mets are in trouble. And they're not hitting enough. We understand the starting pitching. The bullpen hasn't been brutal. And David Robertson's been outstanding. I mean, you can't you can't say enough good things about David Robertson. I mean, the last time the Mets won a game, the final game of that series, the rain-shortened series against the Braves on Monday, you know, he actually pitched a good game. He he came in and got a two a two-winning save in that game against Atlanta and pitched great. So David Robertson has been very good. Probably the best offseason signing the Mets have had has been Robertson, and he's kind of saved them with the injury to Edwin Diaz. But this team, this team is just, I don't think, I don't know how good they are. They, and they don't hit enough. We know that. You know, if Pete Alonso's not hitting home runs, uh, you know, where are they getting the production from? You know, Francisco Lindor's been, been okay. I mean, he's driven in a lot of runs. He's got like 24 RBIs or whatever. But the guy's barely batting 210. You know, for $30 million a year, I need more than what I'm getting from Lindor. And, and, I, and I, I had a decent year last year. He drove in 100 and something runs. And Lindor plays terrific defense. He's great defensive shortstop. He plays every inning of every game. All right? Got to give him that. He plays. He's always available. He's playing every, every day, no doubt. He's going to play 160 games this year, something like that. Right? But he's not hitting enough. You got to hit more than that. You know, if Alonzo's not hitting and he's in a little bit of a funk right now, they, they don't, they're not winning. Jeff McNeil's been okay so far, right? Nimmo's been good, but he's been in a big slump. And how about yesterday when they're down 2 nothing and, and the ninth inning and tying runs at the plate, and, and basically Nimmo tries to steal second base and gets thrown out. What the hell was he thinking about? What are you doing? What's that? So, you know, he's been in a slump lately. Uh, you know, uh, Sterling, Marte does not look, Sterling Marte does not look like the same guy he was last year. Let's be honest. He hasn't been great at the plate. And what's going on with him defensively? I mean, there's been a number of balls this year in the outfield that, you know, this guy should be eating up, and he hasn't gotten to the ball. There was a play last week. Was it was it the Brave series? It was at City Field. I think it was against Atlanta. Maybe the Washington, one of them, whoever, that last not-so-great 2-4 homestand. Guy hits the ball up the alley in right center with a lot of hang time on it, and he didn't get there. I mean, he didn't get there. I, I couldn't believe he didn't get there. And it was a ball yesterday or a couple of days ago, maybe it was in Detroit, that was hit in front of him, and he's coming in on a ball, and he didn't get there either. Yeah, he wound up having to die for the ball. He didn't make the play. 
So something's up with Marte. He doesn't look like the same guy. Uh, you know, I mean, I know he's had nagging injuries or whatever, but something's up with him. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you got to be concerned. You really do. But I mean, they need these guys to hit. Nimmo has to hit. Alonzo has to hit. Lindor has to hit. McNeil has to hit. And Marte has to has to hit. Now they're getting something from Brett Beatty. They brought him up. The kid looks good. He looks like the real deal. You know, he's been good. He's batting over 300. Uh, I like him a lot. You know, you're starting to see some signs from Francisco Alvarez. But shouldn't shouldn't the Mets do this at this point now? Isn't it time to bring Ronnie Mauricio up from the minor leagues? Put him at second base. You know, sit Marte for a while. Put him on the IL. Maybe he is hurt. Bring Mauricio up. Put him at second and put McNeil in right field and let's go. And have Beatty play every day at third base. And have Francisco Alvarez, which has been the case lately, get the bulk of the catching duty with Nito as the backup. That's what they got to do. Because this team right now is in trouble. And with the state of this starting rotation, they have to hit. There's no other way to say it. And I'm concerned. And if you're a Met fan, you got to be concerned. I mean, you can say you could try to sugarcoat it, you know, every way you want. But you got to be worried about what's going on right now with the New York Mets. 16 and 16 loses. It's either, like I said, either 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 11. They get slapped around. They get they get uh, swept in three games in Detroit. They lose a doubleheader first time since 2020. How about this? And I think it's 25 consecutive. It was 25 or 26 consecutive doubleheaders that the Mets had not had not been swept in a doubleheader for like 25 consecutive doubleheaders until yesterday, two days ago, when they got swept by the lousy Tigers in Detroit. What a disgrace! And all that money, I mean, the highest payroll in the history of, of the major leagues, whatever the money that Steve Cohen spent, well, let me tell you right now, he is not getting any freaking bang for his buck. And they really need, to me right now, the key to this year, like I said, I mentioned all the guys that got a hit, but the key to this year, they need Justin Verlander to be pretty close to the guy he was last year in Houston. And right now, like I said, Max Scherzer looks done. He looks finished. So I, the importance of Justin Verlander, and again, he wasn't bad yesterday. I don't want to put a lot of stock in it to give up those back-to-back homers. But like I said, he settled down after that. You couldn't expect more than, I, I think he even said it. He wasn't going to get, I think the maximum was 80 pitches yesterday. So whatever. I'm not going to get crazy about that. You know, it, it was his first start back from an injury. But they need Verlander to be that guy, to be the Hall of Fame, all-time great pitcher, that he's been in his career and clearly was last year when he won to Cy Young again last year when he went was 18-4 and four with the Astros on their way to winning the World Series. So right now, very concerned about the Mets, and they open up a three-game series with the Rockies at City Field here over the weekend, and Senga will make the start tonight. All right, Beningo, the Oh, the Pain podcast. Let me get my uh, sponsors in here. Of course, Hackensack for the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal. And it looks like, I believe, two not, two weeks from tonight, May 19th, will be the next live podcast at the Brewing Company. We're still working on who the special guest is going to be. But uh, I'm working on a couple guys. We'll keep you abreast of that. But you know the deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4. And who needs a house out in Hackensack? Um, the tap room's open from 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday. 78 Johnson Avenue behind the tombstones and uh, the tombstones are lining up right now. You know what I mean? We got the Ranger tombstone rest in peace for the 2022, 20, 23 season. 
right? And they're, they're starting to warm up that Met tombstone. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to warm it up. So we'll see. No tombstones yet for the Met, for the Jet, for the Knicks or the Jets. It's too early, and uh, we'll get to the Jets. And you know, Aaron Rodgers, who uh, is is really enjoying his honeymoon period, um, he better freaking win. I can tell you that. Anyway, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackenstack, right behind the tombstones. Check it out. Joe Beningo and the Yoda Pain Podcast. And don't forget when you're there, check out my beer, the Yoda Pain beer. We got the Met colors going for the for the baseball season. During football, we got the Jet colors. Try out the Yoda Pain beer. Great job by TJ there. See Mike Jones, TJ, Herb, Andre, the whole Mishbooker, as I always say. And uh, we will, uh, again, our next live podcast two weeks from tonight, May the 19th, at the Hackensack Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. My son Johnny, go see him. Go see Ari, his wonderful boss. Uh, did a great job last last week with me as they uh, gave us an oil change, fixed my emergency brake, our emergency brake. And even, I didn't even notice, and this is just another feature of a needed discount tire, you can get your car inspected there. We didn't even know. I asked my son, he said, oh, yeah, we inspect cars, beautiful. And it saves you from having to go to the disaster that is Lodi, you know? I mean, there is a, there really is probably very few things that are worse than having to go to the, the Department of Motor Vehicles in Lodi, New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, it is a freaking disaster. I, I just, you know, like, I think, and I haven't been there a long time, so I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to rip it too much because it's been a long time since I did. I try to avoid, you know, going there. But I'll tell you one thing. When I went there, you talk about people, unhappy people. I mean, I, I think the prerequisite to getting a job at the Department of Motor Vehicles in Lodi, New Jersey, is to be unhappy. Like, if you are an unhappy person, if you right, well, unhappy, and my, my wife says zero personality, that's all part of the unhappiness. So, so I'm very happy that Johnny and, and Ari were able to inspect the car for us. Thank you so much. But go check out and need a discount tire. Like I said, you need your car inspected. You need work done on your car. You need tires. That's the place to go. Uh, Rivervale, beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey, with one of the great co- golf courses in Bergen County, the Rivervale uh, Golf Course, which is just a tremendous place. Very, very difficult course. Got my first hole in one there uh, back in 2016. So, but whatever, be that as it may. The 14th hole, about a 200-yard part three, but we'll leave that alone. You can see it from the street on Rivervale Road. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> go see Johnny, go see Ari, and check out Anita Discount Tire. And uh, finally. Uh, Westwood Avenue, by the way, in Rivervale. And finally, of course, our good friends at DraftKings. You want to bet on anything? The NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the baseball, whatever you want to bet on, uh, the golf. Remember, we got the PGA, the second major of the year coming up at uh, Oak Hill in a couple weeks. You want to bet the uh, the, the uh, tournament going on right now, Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow in North Carolina. Tommy Fleetwood leading at six under. I do not have Tommy Fleetwood in my pool. I got Jordan Spieth who uh, after the first round is one over par. So he's seven shots behind. We hope he can make a big runner after I actually had a winner last week with Tony Finau. So uh, anyway, I mean, and for those who care, I'm in 18th place out of the 87 people in the golf tournament. So not too bad, not too bad. And there's still a lot of golf to be played. So who knows? Try to make a, a pretty good run here before the year is over. And as I said, I've actually had a couple winners. But whatever you want to bet, bet it. With DraftKings in game, whatever you want, it's the way to go. Prop bets, <laughs> DraftKings is is your way. Like I said, NBA playoffs going on. 
last night, the Warriors, for those who care, even their series won a piece against the Lakers in the Western Conference. You want to bet the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know, the Devils let them get their ass kicked. They're down one nothing. I hate Carolina too, but you got to root for Carolina here. They're down one nothing. They got beat 5-1. That's a familiar score. In game one against the Hurricanes, game two tonight in Carolina. And, of course, we all know it means nothing because the Devils lost two games at home, 5-1. This is on the road, 5-1 to the Rangers in the last round, and we know how that series played out. So, But if you want to bet, DraftKings is the way to go. All right. Uh, Joe Beningo, the O the Pain podcast. And, uh, again, it is uh, Cinco de Mayo, so make sure you go out there and enjoy the Cinco de Mayo day today and, and all of that. The Let's get to this. Uh, Game three tomorrow, they're finally playing. It's it's so ridiculous how they dragged this series out. I mean, you know, they played they played game two. What was it? Game two was on Tuesday. They couldn't have played game three on Thursday in Miami? What, it takes that long to get from, from New York to Miami? I mean, it takes you about, what, two hours by plane? I, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. They're finally playing it tomorrow. And of course, they got to play it in the afternoon, which is a joke too. 3.30 on a Saturday afternoon because we got to accommodate all the people with TV. I guess this one's on ABC. Does this mean we get Breen Van Gundy and Mark Jackson? Is that what we're getting? Are we getting Ian again? I guess Ian only does the games on TNT. I love Ian. He, you know, he did he did game two at the Garden. But here's the bottom line. We'll see if Jimmy Butler is going to play in game. Remember, he's not playing game two. We'll see if Jimmy Butler plays in game three. And I guess Jalen Brunson, uh, who really I don't think he's really practiced in the last couple of days, really has some lingering issues uh, with his, I guess, his, his foot. Uh, you know, and he did play. Of course, he played great in game two. He had 30 points, the big fourth quarter and all of that. But they need him. So we'll see what happens down in Miami. Knicks got to get one. The bottom line is the series is tied at 1-1. Knicks have to split in Miami. They have to come back to the Garden uh, with a 2-2 series. You know, a deadlock series at the worst. Of course, you'd love to see him win the two games in Miami. I doubt that's happening. And right now, this series has all the makings of a seven-game series. And as I've mentioned before, and I can't belabor this point. I know it's, you know, it's a new team. It's a different year. But I am a victim of history, all right? And, you know, you watch the teams that I root for, man, and history always seems to come into play, okay? You know, the Knicks haven't won a title in 50 years. So, I mean, let's – it always seems to come into play. They have never won a playoff series when they lost game one at home. 0-7, and and let's hope – History does not repeat itself again in this series. We'll see how it plays out. But, uh, look, the Knicks need a major effort from everybody. It'd be nice to see Emmanuel uh, Emmanuel quickly join the party here in this playoff round. He really hasn't done much so far. Would be nice also to see Mitchell Robinson. Remember, he got in foul trouble in game two. Stay on the court. He was saved by a tremendous effort by Isaiah Hartenstein, who uh, what a great signing that has been for the Knicks, no doubt about it. And they've been a real good one-two punch under the basket. But you need Mitchell Robinson to stay in on the floor and do the stuff that he was doing in the series against Cleveland. And the Knicks got to find a way, you know, especially if Butler's out there, they got to find a way not only to slow Jimmy Butler down, but to slow down all those freaking three-point shooters because they never miss. I mean, it is unbelievable how these guys – I mean, how many guys on Miami can kill you with threes? I mean, I don't even know who these guys are, you know? Yeah, I know Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry, and they've been, they weren't so good in game two. They were great in game one. Yeah, I definitely know those guys. But some of these other guys I never even heard of. Who's this guy, Vincent, Gabe Vincent? Oh, my God. Is he killing the Knicks? You know, uh, what's the other guy's name? Dugan Robinson. I mean, these guys, you know, Duncan, Ro- Duncan, not Dugan, Duncan Robinson. These guys can, it's unbelievable. 
And Butler, their best player, is not even a big three-point shooter. So I expect Butler to be back on the floor tonight, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I wish it was tonight, tomorrow afternoon, and we'll see what happens, uh, you know, uh, in game three. But uh, they need everybody. Julius Randle had a solid game in game two. They need him to do it. They can't win this series without Randle. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the continued outstanding play of Josh Hart, boy, do I love him. He's he's rapidly becoming my favorite player on the team. And, he, he you know, I don't like to give out numbers from guys who have been real good players in the past. Like I said, I got a little problem with Julius Randle wearing Bernard King's number 30. I have to say that. But with that said, I really don't have any problem with uh, Josh Hart wearing John Starks' number three. There's a lot of similarities between the two guys. They both play hard-nosed defense. They both give you everything on the court. Now, Hart's not the three-point shooter that Starks was. And I don't know if Starks was the all-around player that Hart is, does all the things Hart does. But I have no problem with Josh Hart wearing John Starks' number three. I don't love the fact that Randall has been Art King's number 30, but that's me. You know, what do I know? I know nothing. So anyway, but a big game three coming up tomorrow. And uh, like I said, the Knicks need and, – and the other thing you're going to expect too tomorrow – uh, from Eric Spolstra, the Knicks have been great in the paint. I forget what the final numbers are, but if the Knicks are going to win this series, they have to get to the basket. R.J. Barrett has to get to the basket. Brunson has to do his thing getting into the paint area and setting things up from there, and that's how they're going to win this series. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They did shoot the threes pretty well in game two. They hit 16 threes in that game, you know, and Brunson had the big – what he hit? Six out of ten and was great in the fourth quarter. Him and Josh, Hart's, Josh Hart hit some big threes in the fourth quarter. But the Knicks have to get into the paint. And, you know, we're seeing it right now how Spolster has got the uh, heat playing, uh, you know, zone, that 2-3 zone. And the Knicks have had some trouble with it. So we'll see. Big game tomorrow. We'll see if Jimmy Butler plays. Hopefully Brunson is good to go. I can't see him even with the injury not playing. You know Randall's going to be out there. Want to see more from quickly. And uh, let's see the Knicks get get that game three and take this 2-1 lead and then it could be playing a little bit of a house money game in game four, which I guess they're actually playing on Monday, right? They're actually playing it two days later, game four. Whoa, what a concept. Unbelievable. But uh, again, 3.30 tomorrow, ABC, game three, Knicks and the Miami Heat. Uh, let's go, Knicks. All right, uh, we got to talk a little bit about the Jets situation. You know, I am thrilled with Aaron Rodgers being here. But let me just memo to Aaron. We've seen him all over the garden. He was at the garden. He was at the Nick games. He was at the Ranger game uh, six the other night. You know, he had Sauce Gardner with him the one night. He had Alan Lazard with him a couple nights. You know, Salah was there for uh, on Tuesday for game two with the Knicks in the heat. You know, the honeymoon period is flying right now. They just signed Randall Cobb, you know, which you kind of knew that was going to happen. You know, he was with Rodgers for 10 years. That's his guy. They signed him to a one-year deal. They just signed Al Woods, defensive tackle, solid 10 years with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, he's a veteran guy, 36 years old, but a terrific run stuffer. Run stuffer up the middle. You know, you put him at nose tackle. Um, you know, they got to get Quinn and Williams signed. You see where Dexter Lawrence of the Giants just signed a four-year, $90 million deal, and he got $60 million guaranteed. You know, he's a terrific – look, Lawrence is a terrific player. Don't get me wrong. Quinn and Williams is better. So are you going to get more money than, than Lawrence is getting? So the Jets are going to have to ante up and take care of Quinn and Williams – you know, who's probably their best defensive player. It's either him or Sauce. They got to – probably Quinnen. They got to get Quinnen's, Quinnen him, his money and get him rolling. And uh, let's go for the uh, 2023 season. But, you know, right now is a big honeymoon period for this football team. They got to win. 
I mean, there's no other, there's no gray area here with the Jets. This freaking team has to win. I thought they did a nice job in the draft. You know, they got hosed by Belichick. Belichick's, uh, you know, trading. He was uh, the Jet, the uh, Jets had the 15th pick. New England had the 14th pick. So Belichick is always trades trades down, right? In the first round, could have got a lot more than he did with Pittsburgh just to hose the Jets, right? Because the Jets were going to take Broderick Jones to tackle from Georgia, and Bill knew Pittsburgh was taking wanted Jones, and he traded up just to stick the, stick it up the Jets' ass. And and we even saw there was even an article that came out on the internet, two anonymous NFL head coaches saying the only reason Belichick made the trade was to f the Jets. He could have got a lot more than he did for that trade up, <coughs> trade down with Pittsburgh. I'm telling you right now, and I told this to the coach, and I'm going to say it again. They have got to. Not only do they have to go at least 13 and four and win the division title and win a home playoff game minimum, minimum. They have got to stick it up the ass to the Patriots twice. They got to end what they've lost 12 in a row to the Patriots. They've got to end this hideous losing streak, and they have to play. They have to beat the shit out of them. Let's be honest. In it, probably both games, but at least one. They had to win both, and one of the games they got to run the score up on them. They can't put enough on the board against Belichick and the freaking Patriots. Really. They took this kid McDonald, the pass rusher out of Iowa State. We'll see what he turns out to be. I like the guy from Wisconsin, Tipman, that they drafted, uh, the offensive lineman. I like the the other offensive lineman, Warren from Pitt, who uh, is actually from uh, Patterson. And then they drafted the running back. I can't say his name, also from Pitt. Um, and he's from Brooklyn. So uh, let's hope he gets something out of those guys. Pitt's got a pretty good pet pedigree of great running backs. Tony Dorsett, Curtis Martin, 